0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. You have a collect call from the Tuscaloosa County Jail. (laughs) Pete Thamel. Who would you call, Dan, to bail you out with your one phone call, me or Pat, if everything went horribly wrong? Pat's got that SI
2: money now and that credit card, so... (laughs) And SI's Pat 40. Dan, have you seen Lamar Jackson play football this, this year? I have. How's he doing? He's doing fairly well, yeah. Doing pretty
3: good, huh? Yeah, yes. Yeah. There's there's one guy in this podcast who said he could never play quarterback in the NFL and should be a receiver. And here's
2: Dan. Alright, welcome to the pod. Big week. LSU, Bama, Trump's coming. The whole deal, but. I got to get into some very important message I feel our podcast needs to express to America. We are following and indeed somewhat participating in the (laughs) ongoing chicken wars. (laughs) We're soldiers in the chicken wars. We are involved in the chicken wars. Popeye's chicken sandwich versus Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. This has been a dominant theme of our podcast all fall. So far, between the three of us, only one chicken sandwich has even been consumed. (laughs) Pat Forty ate it, declared it better than Chick-fil-A. Yep. However, all three of us are going to be in Alabama this weekend. And I think uh, it's got to be a podcast requirement that we find a a Popeye chicken sandwich. Is that fair to say, guys? Absolutely. You know what? We
3: we meet at one of the exits off of I-20 between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. We pull over, we break bread, we eat the we eat the Popeye's chicken sandwich all together.
2: Right. and We will report back on what we we sound.
1: Pete, you in on this? I will strive for my normally healthier diet to join my okay. favorite co-podcast host and with a Popeye's chicken sandwich. But I, uh, no mayo. Mayo's a deal breaker for me.
2: Yeah, I'm not eating the mayo either.
3: Mayo yeah. sucks. Yeah. It hey sucks. Guys, y'all, open your horizons. I, I had to th- send you a New York Times cooking article about all the great things you can do with mayo.
2: New
1: York Times responses were news. not good. Fake news. <laughs> if it involves mayo, it's definitely
2: fake. yeah. Mayo, I, I oh, really my problem with mayo is the arrogance of mayo. Yes, <laughs> Drew McGarry of Deadspin properly deemed it big mayo that they are right. dominating the world. They just put mayo on on everything. <laughs> I'd like a turkey sandwich. Well, they just put the mayo. I didn't say I wanted mayo on it. <laughs> you don't. They don't just put mustard on it. Mustard's you know just awful. Anyway. We're going to get this done. But the, po- the chicken war is going on. Popeye's yep. versus Chick-fil-A right now. I don't know what the other chicken companies are doing. Like Colonel Sanders, where are you? <laughs> you know, that's a, it's a very good point. If we're having a war and a colonel won't get in. <laughs>
3: and really the, the, the OG of chicken in, in the country.
2: Yeah. Harlan I mean, Sanders himself. I get like we talked about Gus's. You know, they just nope. don't have the manpower. They don't have enough outlets. No. Nope. Nope. You know, probably Zaxby's is under, under, underfunded. Yeah. yeah, I don't <laughs> have it.
3: Zaxby's, Zaxby's wants no part of this battle.
2: No. Fried chicken ranked. <laughs> <Go>. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But how does a colonel
1: set out a war? It's like he's draft I, dodging. <laughs> Bo- does he have bone <laughs> spurs? <laughs> I mentioned this in one of our other many chicken conversations. You don't need to, like, hire some genius New York City marketer to come up as a chicken joint. Let's have a sandwich. (laughs) The beauty of this has been the simplicity of it. You don't think at KFC they've sat around and said, maybe we should get a sandwich, too. (laughs) Hmm.
3: KFC's had a sandwich. They've had a sandwich, but they, they were outflanked here. They were
2: outmaneuvered. They were slow on the draw. I mean, it's bun, chicken sandwich, pickle or something pickled. Pickle, pickle an onion or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's another not bun. Maybe throw yeah. mayo on, maybe not. This isn't that hard. Colonel Sanders no. is slacking on the job. Our military <laughs> needs to be rebuilt. <laughs> okay. Are they waiting for like a Pearl Harbor event to drag them into the chickens? <laughs> they will yeah. team up with Popeye, set up a Western front against Chick-fil-A.
1: <laughs> Pat, I know you're gallivanting around the country this week uh, at your Big City magazine, but you need to get back on the ground and get some answers in Kentucky. Why has KFC not stepped up? I know. It's KFC. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken. I live in Kentucky. The headquarters
3: are in Louisville. Yum Brands. I will, I'll see what I can do here. I might just Please. go down to headquarters and yes. you know, knock on the front door and say, hey. you know, Our why- listeners
1: we- demand bootstrap journalism. Get Pat. rid of that the colonel.
3: Look, it's Alabama and Clemson of chicken are up here. Somebody's got to strive to get up there with them. You know, yeah. where's, where's that
2: challenger? It's the same thing. I mean, Colonel, you can't be in the military and avoid the fight. Popeye was a sailor; <laughs> he was a fighting man. He had he had
3: he had some some forearms on him. He and would, a tattoo. yeah.
2: Well, he would uh, when he needed to show honor and win the heart of fair olive oil. He would uh, yeah. get some pot, get some spinach, and then kick Bluto's ass. That's right. He'd throw down, no doubt.
3: No doubt. Uh, uh, Ma- Mike really.
1: Tannenbaum, the old Dolphins and Jets GM, texts me every week. Please stop talking about chicken and talk about college football. No, sorry, Tim. bomb. <laughs> like, consistently every week. So please draft well.
2: a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, nah, look, we have got a. This is not funny. We have a not funny casualty in the chicken war. This is utterly ridiculous. A 28 year old man in in Maryland was stabbed to death while while in line for the chicken sandwich. Yeah. I'm gonna. Re- this is a report. The individual is in line, a line specifically for the sale of the sandwich. So, good job by this Popeye location. There's the chicken sandwich line. There's the rest of you guys. What the rest yeah. of the people are doing, I don't know. The other line is like loser line. You're just going for the regular. <laughs> like what? Anyway, yeah, tenders or whatever. A guy, uh, somebody cut in front of the other guy in the chicken sandwich line. Now that's not good, but. The reaction
3: was a bit extreme
2: vigilante justice. They took the guy outside and stabbed him and he died.
3: It's unbelievable. Suspe- it's crazy.
2: I mean, it's brutal. And then that guy ran away. I can't find the right words to describe what the man did to this innocent victim. Donald said, people don't do this.
3: Yeah, no, let's let's not, you know, make this the literal hill to die on. OK, let's let's not kill one another for for the chicken sandwich. They'll make more. There's time to get your chicken sandwich. It's my plea for calm and to the masses. The chicken war is a joke. We
2: don't need to be killing each
3: yeah, other.
1: That's right. We
2: have one guy dead. We got another guy who's going to go to prison for you know, at least manslaughter. I don't know if you can have a premeditated murder. But then again, why are you bringing your own knife? They have utensils at Popeye. <laughs> you think he brought the knife to cut the sandwich? I don't know what he did. I don't want to know what this guy. I don't want to talk to yeah. this guy. I
3: yeah, I get the feeling he might have had the knife. You know, just like all the
2: time. Bad form to cut, but not over. The response was over the top. Now look at if you're this guy who's now on the lamb. Okay, at the question, do you go to a Popeyes while you're still free to find <laughs> out whether the sandwich was worth crushing your <laughs> own life and taking another? <laughs> and then how? Sneak into Popeyes. Maybe they're not looking for you there because they figure you won't go back. And then how angry are you if you have it and you're like, you know, Chick-fil-A was better? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I would suggest, yes, if, if you are this criminal, and probably not a criminal mastermind, but just a criminal, go to a different Popeyes than the one that, where you committed murder. If the Chick-fil-A one's better, that's a bad sign for your, for your life. First of all, you're wrong because it's not better.
2: You should be filled with regret
1: for anyway, but I just think like, I don't know, it's it's so preposterous and, and, and we do joke about just about everything on this, but I do like it's, I mean, somebody died over a chicken sandwich. I know. That's that's yeah. crazy. Like, that's yeah, like no, I, it's
3: it's not good. It's bad. It's absurd. People are, these crazy. are
1: dark, divided times in America.
2: No, I think this is just America. I don't I don't believe this is the worst of America this is just this is what we do. I've got a story later. Where do you read this story on the the original Game of the Century that Sully sent Uh me and took me like five hours to read because it was too long. (laughs) But anyway, let's get on to this year's Game of the Century, LSU Bama. Yeah. Not sure where the playoff committee will rank them because we are uh, taping before that dog and pony show comes out. Yeah, because that's all it is. We do not have to hold the podcast
3: for for fake rankings.
2: Yeah, one and two in my heart. We talked Monday about the... The issues of when a president comes to a sporting event. Ugh. Trump is now following me around, by the way. <laughs> I was You're going to end the, up in the
1: cabinet pretty soon. I was going to there's plenty of openings. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you'd be a great spokesman. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't do spo- they don't do uh, press conferences, press conferences. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great job. It's a no show job. Yeah. The, the <laughs> best job
2: in Washington was the spokesman for the Mueller report. Because every <laughs> time that whoever that person was say, no, their investigation does not say anything until the end of the investigation. There you go. That yeah. was the only That's... line. What was the point of being a spokesman? <laughs> we have no comment ever. It's like
3: As... being an NCAA spokesman yeah. about an investigation. They have no comment on current, <laughs> future or pending investigations.
1: <laughs> we have no comment. Mm-hmm. We don't talk. You could just duck your head in the office and be like, hey, Don, uh, tweet, tweet something about that. Uh, tweet Ooh. something about the Ukraine. Just no, to- <laughs> don't tell them anything. Just let them. Yeah, just easy. I don't
3: know.
2: Presidents, speaks Here we Under Undersecretary for Common Sense, Dan Wetzel. Listen, I was going to UFC 244 long before Trump agreed to. All of a sudden, Trump shows up. I was going to LSU, Alabama, from long before. All of a sudden, Trump's coming. Huh? You want to stop by the uh, tailgate there,
0: Mr. President? Have you found a tailgate? I know you told listeners to reach out to you.
2: I did get some nice uh, messages, and I do have them. Appreciate the people offered. We may stop. I may stop by, but we rented our own tent on the quad there at Alabama. The tailgate do guys. It. The tailgate guys. What did is, it cost? cost 630 bucks for a tent, five chairs, and a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, really that doesn't count. F- <laughs> no food or drinks not thrown the, in there. Nah, another hundred for a cooler with ice. You could have tail. You could have ordered in all this food. A hundred for a cooler of ice. Yeah, big cooler. Got a lot of beer to drink though. You think well, at the tailgate, guys, do. when that call came in, they're like,
1: "Oh, we got a sucker from up north. Give him the Yankee." <laughs> nah, right.
2: everyone. Hey, there were five. There were ones for forty-four hundred bucks. What?
1: What was there? What
2: do you get involved? for that? Does Nick Saban come and eat with you? Get a TV? I mean, they got you. Got to see this tailgate guy situation. It is unbelievable. Are, they are rocking it. Basically, wow. they sublet from the school the spaces. And yeah, they they do all the work. And then, Look, we wow. don't have anything. We have nothing. Yeah. We're showing up. Right.
1: Well, that's the way to do it. I'm doing a story this week on Joe Burrow, that LSU quarterback, and his dad. He's a longtime defensive coordinator at Ohio University, and he had a great bit when we were on the phone <laughs> yesterday, and he's like, and I've discovered tailgating. And they got a spot at LSU. So Jimmy Burrow, coach at Nebraska and then Ohio U, is a defensive coordinator for Solich, retired at 65 to follow around his son Joe. And so, of course, I'm on the phone, and really as a reporter, all you want to know is, hey, Jimmy, what are you having a little for a cocktail before yeah. <laughs> uh, you know before you go in and watch the Tigers play? And he very politely and deftly, as someone who's probably worked in college athletics at for a while, he, he didn't quite answer, but he just said, Yeah, it kind of depends on the time of day. And you know? I was like, All right, that's fair. You're gonna drink something different for he's like, Yeah, he basically said the eleven AM kicks were a little rough. And I, course, I <laughs> actually when I hung up the phone, it kind of warmed my heart. Is this guy who's worked in football, he'd literally never been to a tailgate before. Is all of a sudden sure. like eating gator bites before the Florida game, and yeah, know, like it, it, yeah. it's like its own thing. But he did say this is pretty cool. He said their family has gotten a lot closer because they've like all hung out. You know, I mean, how often are you hanging out with your family for five un- uninterrupted hours eating and drinking before you know, and then you go to the game for four more hours? So
2: he can come to our tailgate. Our cooler no. can fit two hundred twenty three beers, <laughs> really <laughs> two hundred twenty three cans. So that ought to do it with the ice or without. Uh, no, that's the ice. without the ice. So
3: okay, yeah. so you got to. Cut that in half. That may not, not be have enough.
2: Ten cases is probably. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Some places you can get two two coolers. Wow. Yeah, you get two coolers with like the forty five hundred dollar package. I mean, these things are serious business. I'm so, coming by your tailgate. I'm on see by this. tailgate. We'll be there on the quad uh, tent. Uh, we'll be at the tent one hundred and forty five. That's our tent number. I don't know.
1: It would take too much work, but if you could get a Popeyes flag. All our listeners would flock. You're not allowed to put a business sign up. Oh,
3: really? No okay. political
2: ad. There's a lot of rules. A lot okay. of rules to this. Now, look. Obviously, much more cost effective to buy your own tent. and All this crap. We have nothing. Okay. We're flying well, in, so yeah. we have nothing. And then you got to wrestle with the rest of the guys for the the the, the peon spots. You got to fight for your spot. And I I know I don't know how the game works. Some like guy from Mobile is just going to absolutely outfox me, and I'm going to end up like in the wrong <laughs> lot. And- no doubt about it. So we're just hey, paying.
1: The boys from Gadsden have been doing this a long yeah. time down yeah. there. I know better. Yeah. I know and better. They're there for the Shamford game, too, now. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I got no chance of getting the good spot. So, yeah, we are absolutely the out of state suckers that are paying 630 bucks for a tent and five chairs. A look for Secret Service,
3: Trump, and the Undersecretary of whatever a There is, the is the linen on of- the
2: table, very Miralago esque. Yeah, yeah. they will be very comfortable at our spot. <laughs> you get a linen. That's my. favorite. They get the table with really? linen. Oh, thank you. Linen. Well, that does uh, that really changes everything.
0: <laughs> this company also does tailgates in Buffalo. Do Do you think the Buffalo break Bills them. Mafia gets linen too? No, no, they don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, there is no linen in they're all. They're going to just break <laughs> the tables
3: anyway. They're hey. going
0: to dive onto them. That is a, a, <laughs> that's a that's an expensive table to break. There are no
2: linen. there just be buffalo sauce stains everywhere and just <laughs> yeah. buffalo wing sauce. Yeah. So we're going to buy our own grill, a little cheap grill and cook and then just leave the grill. So if you need a grill and you live in Tuscaloosa, you can have ours on Saturday night because we're not taking that thing with us. So that's it. That's the plan. But now Trump's okay. coming. And so, like, they're yeah. like, you got to leave for the game. Game's at 2.30. got to leave at like 11.30 to walk in the stadium. Like, yeah, no, we're all screwed. Total night. It, it, it is. It's, it's a big hassle when a president comes to anything. We talked about it the other day. Uh Kind of cool the, a president comes, but not really. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All, it's campaign season. I think the last time a president
3: went to a regular season one versus two was 1969, Arkansas, Texas. Yes, Nixon. 15-14, Texas won Richard Nixon in the house for that game. Nixon ended up getting forced out of office amidst an impeachment proceeding. So uh, for, for Donald's sake, he better hope history does not repeat itself that far. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think he's big on history. I don't think he pays too much no, attention. No, I don't but yeah, that. that's a little dicey. We've spanned from chicken sandwich deaths to Pat giving us a little presidential scholar update. So we've, we've really we've really run the gamut here. Yeah, we are know Tailgate guys in between. <laughs> Uh, Man, we
2: haven't even really gotten anywhere yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, what do, you, what do you think we should do at our tailgate? Like, you got any, you know, you guys, you always want to go to these things. I get yeah, to go. Right. I'm not covering this sucker. I will not be on the pod just... Sunday morning. I can tell you that.
3: Yeah, you no, we, we know you're hopeless on yeah, that.
1: Forget that. I would be very concerned, Dan, if I were you. Or is it beer? Is it Bloody Marys? What are you, you know, what, what are you going to drink to sustain an entire day of drinking, too? Because you can't, like, undermine your Saturday night. Like, those are some hard decisions. All, all of the above. All of the above. I don't know.
2: <laughs> whatever goes. Yeah. Edibles. You go hard no, to see how
3: long you can go. That's what you do.
2: Pacing yourself overrated. We may be overrated. snorting the 50-yard line by the end of this thing. You don't know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Is that legal in Alabama? I don't know
3: what's
2: going on. Cigar. Probably Anything's coming. Not. It's all coming, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're uh, gonna drink a lot. That's really the plan. Drink and eat some meat. <laughs> that's I, mean, I don't know. We don't have the best. Plan, what are you gonna cook, we, Dan? You know, what do they got? A Piggly no, wiggly Pub- down there? Publix, Publix, like Publix, Piggly wiggly. Yeah, yeah you can we'll hit the can Piggly we find wiggly. some meats and stuff. Sure. I don't know. We haven't. You know, look, I think we're pretty doing pretty good once we bought the six hundred and thirty dollar tent.
3: You did. Uh, you did <laughs> lay out for that. That's uh, that's a commitment. So you're all in. <laughs> we're all in. What's on the this weather
1: thing? supposed to be like? Uh, Fifty
2: four and mostly sunny.
1: So yeah, we're looking be, good like i don't see perfect. how this
2: goes wrong as long as we have the alcohol <laughs> oh boy it's
3: <laughs> <That's> famous last <laughs> words i don't see how this goes wrong yeah.
1: who would you call dan to bail you out with your one phone call me or pat if everything went horribly mm. wrong pat's got that si money now and that credit card so <laughs> not only do i have the
3: si money Thamel's going to be off, squirreled away, talking to eight scouts, you know. He's not going to be looking, at paying attention. He'd see a call from you and ignore it. I would at least answer.
2: (laughs) You have a collect
1: call from the Tuscaloosa County Jail. (laughs) I'd forward it to Pat. (laughs) I'd be like, hey, Pat, you want to jump on this? You got a magazine deadline. You have to write your story for like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, I'm grinding out my third third column here. Let's go. Well, look,
2: one of you guys better do it or there's going to (laughs) be hell to pay on this podcast. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I buy you fly. I'll put up the money. But you, you can go actually uh, You can go actually do it. There you go. Actually
2: spring him. All right, so Sully sent me this thing on the first game of the century. It's history time. This is actually a really wild story. Kind of sad. So we're not really uplifting. Let's go back to me talking about booze. But 1905, University of Chicago played the University of Michigan in Chicago. The first wow. game of the century. 114 years ago, huh? Uh, Fielding he- H. Yost. Against a Al- Amos Alonzo Stad. Talk about wow. a coaching matchup. Huh? Big wow. time. Good Big God. Time. So 27,000 fans came. They tried to build the stadium really quickly to make it up for 50. But that didn't quite work. So they didn't get there. 27,000 in 1905. Lots of rich businessmen attended. And they believe that helped fund the, <laughs> the necessary... Cash flow that then ended up pouring into college football and creating it the behemoth that it was. Wow. Also, notable women went to the game. When Faggus back then, like World Series, all men. You ever see those old videos? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. They're yeah. all in their little it's hats. Like, right. 50,000 white guys wearing coats and hats. Yeah. The Chicago Tribune wrote an entire story about a, quote, demure young woman with, quote, progressive ideas because the reporter was stunned that he watched her. She snuck a flask in, wrapped it in a blanket, <laughs> and kept taking sips. Oh, my. Good for her. Good I on you. Good yeah. on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should probably do that at the Alabama game, by the way, because I don't think they signed up for the new SEC beer policy. So you might need to sneak, sneak in a flask like she did on, uh, on Saturday. I have no comment about
2: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge game planning thing. Like It's a totally different yep. if, you can't have, if you can't drink for four hours. That's why totally I'm, not, I'm
2: not giving away the plan. That's why I'm <laughs> it's not that I don't have a plan, I'm not giving it away.
1: No. Yeah, Nick not, Saban's not calling at Orchard yeah. and telling me he's gonna run on third and short every. Saban time. won't even so. say
2: who the damn quarterback is. You think <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how I'm staying drunk all day? <laughs> Jesus. Secret service and I mean, that's what they're really worried about. The secret they're gonna have dogs that sniff out flasks. Like that'd be very no. so obviously this is going on in nineteen oh five. So don't tell me we're crazier now. Yeah. Riveting game. First half, Chicago punted 12 times. Michigan punted 10. (laughs) Ah, Big Ten football. (laughs) Here's where it gets juicy. Second half, a Michigan punt returner named Denny Clark caught his punt in the end zone, tried to run out of the end zone, got absolutely walloped and knocked back in the end zone, and Chicago got a safety. The rest of the game, Michigan punted nine times, Chicago punted 10. So Michigan punted 19. <laughs> Chicago punted 22 times. Game of the century. There was no forward pass then. I don't think. The forward pass. No, there wasn't. Evented. No, okay.
3: no. Forward is, pass like 1913.
2: So. Chicago won the game of the century 2-0. to What <laughs> <laughs>
3: on. A 41 punt. 2-0 game of the century. Holy.
1: This is Mark D'Antonio football. Player. He plays it on loop in the Michigan Not State. Not even like D'Antonio,
2: Trestle, or
1: Kirk Ferentz could sign up for that.
2: Worst game I've ever
1: heard of. Anyway. We need the coaches' film room of those three coaches watching that game.
3: <laughs> and Just some- be like, wow.
1: That punt was better than the 13th punt.
2: (laughs) And somehow Amos Alonzo Stagg and Fielding Yost are legendary coaches. (laughs) What the hell? Two zip. (laughs) All right. Huge celebrations broke out in Chicago. The Chicago fans tore up wooden fences around the city and began lighting massive bonfires in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) After a (laughs) 2-0 Okay, and then this is the sad part. I Again, this is the second guy who's died that is in this, <laughs> this uh, podcast. We're doing really well this week. Yeah, we sure are. Denny Clark was so upset with his no. error. He left the team. The, he was ridiculed in the media. What? He penned a suicide note. Did not act on that originally, but seven oh. years later, he killed himself what? and blamed the play. Come on. Yeah. Sully's sending me dark stuff. Yeah. That's
0: terrible. Sorry, guys. That was Jeez. dark. Denny
2: Clark. Man. I mean, so uh, college football, we take it seriously, but uh, uh, I let's... mean, this is 1905. <laughs> just in case,
3: hey, just in case uh, the LSU Alabama game this weekend ends on a calamitous mistake. Whoever
2: committed it, don't do
3: it. Don't kill yourself, please.
2: Please don't. My God, there's future for you. Yeah. All right. So with that uplifting tale behind us. <laughs> As anybody Uh, believe Tua Tungagvailoa is not playing Saturday. No, he's
1: playing. All right. Yeah, we got
2: no total suckers here.
1: Maybe he'll stop by for some fireball shots, Dan, to dull the pain at your uh, (laughs) tailgate. You know, Pete, you keep (laughs) trying to suck
2: me into confirming or not confirming. I will not. (laughs) If I say no, I have fireball shots. Then you can take that off the list. I know this works. (laughs) We were. You know what? We're persistent reporters. Yeah, we'll get the information, but. He's playing. He's playing. Break down the game for me here, Pat. What is going to happen Saturday in the latest game of the century?
3: Okay. I was in Tuscaloosa Monday for another, you know, installment of Alabama Says Nothing, which is the way they generally are, and especially when the games are big. But the one thing that was said twice by Nick Saban, they're the number one team in the country. Now, in one poll, in the AP poll, that's true. In the coaches' poll, Alabama's the number one team. But Alabama's definitely using that motivational chip. They're the number one team in the country. For once, Alabama is not the number one team or the higher-ranked team in this situation. It's actually the first time in a regular season game in four years they haven't been the higher-ranked team. So they are using that, and they are paying attention to everything coming out of Baton Rouge this week, and there's been plenty this week and last week because Ed Orgeron is a bit more free-flowing at the mouth, and so are his players. And so there's been a little bit of, you know, chesty bravado, a little bit of confidence coming out of there. Orgeron Monday said, there'll be bigger games for us in the future. Whoa! That took like 10 seconds to go through the Bama offices. So... They are – they're keeping track of that stuff. I think they like being in this position. Now, that's just – you know, that's the intangible stuff. The big question to me is who's going to get the stops? Because both these teams can light it up offensively. Both these teams are not as good as they have been in the past defensively. So – you know, who can stop the other team? Is a 100%? He's probably going to need to be near it because Joe Burrow's playing great. Their receivers are great. From an intangible standpoint, Alabama loves this setup and likes being at home, obviously, where they have a school record 31 game. It might be 32 now, home winning streak. So
2: Bama's playing the underdog card?
3: That's correct, even <laughs> right. though they're a seven-point favorite. Yeah. Plucky Bama. Yeah. Can't Good catch luck. a break. They never get to play it, so they're, they're, they're trying <laughs> yeah, to manufacture. Yeah. It, right? yeah. it Yeah, got to do it. Yeah.
1: I think Bama is going to win, and uh, we'll obviously do picks later. But here's the reason why: LSU has a very good defensive line. They are big, three hundred fifty pound in 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 the in the middle, and then their ends are like giant three twenty pound guys. They are built to stop the run. They are not built to pressure the quarterback. Now they do have Chaseon, who is a well, you know, first round pick kind of pass rusher type. They don't have Divinity now who's left the team for personal reasons. Bad sign, by the way, if you're LSU, when one of your three best players on defense uh, bolts before the biggest game of the year. And he'd had some issues and been not playing consistently anyway. But that's just still like that's not a good sign when you've got to deal with that for a couple days. So here's my game theory on how this happens. Alabama's receiving core is one of the best in the history of college football, if not the best. They are not designed to pressure the quarterback and they don't have the talent up front that they've maybe had in the Glenn Dorsey years or some of these other folks. So Alabama will be able to give Tua enough time to let those receivers run. Now, obviously, LSU has good corners. I'm not going to disrespect their secondary, but you can't guard people for more than six or seven seconds. I don't care if you bring back five honey badgers, right? So I think the time that Alabama will be able to give Tua, and assuming Tua is healthy and somewhat mobile, I think they will just be able to pick LSU apart and march up and down the field. I think we're going to see a record for passes thrown by both teams in this in this rivalry. I think we're going to see like a I I picked 34-24 on our Yahoo Sports video this week. I think it might be like a little bit higher scoring, but I do think that Alabama will just keep rolling. And I don't think LSU will be able to keep up. I do think the stage will be an interesting thing for Joe Burrow, but I don't think Joe Burrow's also seen the type of corners that he's going to see this week. That's my game analysis. So Dan's bored. We're not talking about like Popeye's or jail. (laughs) A board.
2: That was good. That was excellent analysis. I don't know. How big do you think home field is going to play in this thing?
3: I think it'll matter. I think it'll matter. You know, I mean, when they get it rolling there, that place is insane. It's just as Tiger Stadium can be. I mean, you guys have been there when they've had that, you know, it's 101,000 now. It's too bad it's not at night because they got, they got the infrared lights now, just like uh, Georgia does. And that somehow or another, that amps it up even more. You know, again, I think they like the feeling of somebody's coming into our house thinking they're going to beat us and they have a ranking, you know, and and so I, I just think it's going to be one of those real urgent atmospheres that is if things start going well for Alabama, it's going to be a progressively more difficult place for LSU to, to you know, to think and to get off plays and to, you know, be on time on snaps and that sort of thing. So it's going to be it'll be a factor. Absolutely.
2: Sunset is really early in Alabama this time of year. Uh, that's true. We We fell back. Yeah. 4:55, I believe mm. the sunset will be. So they could bust it out. Yeah. Are they playing? I don't know whether they're planning on the the infrareds. I don't know if that the new great tradition of college football, the third quarter, <laughs> yeah. is overtaking. Right. Everyone's bored with the bands uh, <laughs> at a halftime. So I don't know if that will be a. Uh, I don't know if they'll 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 bring that out. But if you got the
1: infrareds, and it gets dark, yeah. They'll, uh, they'll throw that switch, I guarantee it. If it, yeah, if sunsets that early. I'm just impressed that how much research Dan's done for this tailgate. I wish he'd do this much for his <laughs> columns or the podcast. Like, he knows that he knows, like, the sunset time to the minute. Like, that's really impressive. You Listen, know, like, I
2: get this tent for an hour and a half after the game. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So you want to know, yeah, what time you got $630 it. bucks. you are getting every minute out of that bad game. <laughs> this is $100 an hour for a tent.
2: <laughs> get, he starts at 8 or 7 a.m. I don't know. We'll see whether we make that. All right. Yeah. FSU coaching news. There's a there was a really poorly written and obviously shaky report on oh, a TV station down there. It was sort How of badly like... badly written. Was
3: that thing? Might have to bust that out. That thing it was, was like that it said something like their chances are really good that this is going to happen.
2: Might happen uh-huh. sometime next week. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. read this. If you want to know when a, a coaching report is not accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause these things are really hard to do. We've all broken coaching things. And it's like, even when it's done, I had a coach once tell me he was taking a job at night. And then the next morning stayed. <laughs> and then my sore and be like, Oh, nice source. I'm like, it was the damn guy. Like, when- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those are the words. He's like, sorry, man. Uh, yeah. Change yeah, of heart. Right. But you don't know. Like, you literally can never know. But yeah, this yep. is according to three separate stores, sources, Bob Stoops could become the next head coach of Florida State in yeah. the near future. Yes. Well, anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> like that right there. Done. But that takes yeah. off Stoops. We've heard <laughs> from sources connected with the Seminole Booster Club and the Florida State Athletic Department. An announcement could come as early as the end of this week or next, early next week, <laughs> and that a deal is really close to being done. That's uh, it, really close. We're just yeah. making stuff up here. That's really making garbage. stuff up. So, Carrie Murdoch, who is the publisher of Sooner Scoop, and knows Bob Stoops very well, says he talked to Bob Stoops. He spent the day at a, a Dan Marino foundation party, yesterday. not on campus, is not, not interviewing for the FSU job, is interested in his XFL job and all that. So, not happening, at least right now. The other funny parts are the, the the plane watching. We're watching for planes. Uh, See if Mark Stoops, the Kentucky head coach is flying on a plane back to Ephesus. Here's a hint. No. A guy is not going to leave his team in the middle of the season to fly to He's been to Florida State. He worked there. Right. He doesn't have to go look at it. Yeah. What's the library look like? I'd like to have a tour of the library before I. No, they they may come and hide out in a hotel in Lexington and have a secret meeting. That's
3: yes. The plane may go the other way. Yes, yeah. yeah. Bobby Petrino and Auburn. Right, we got
1: that plane manifest. So it's a silly season already. Yeah. We we need at some point we need Pat to tell like the long story of how he busted uh, that Petrino thing because that's that a good story. That was Mike. a fun day. On- well, yes. give us a short.
2: <laughs> give us the short version.
3: Um. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Believe it or not, it started with an Auburn message board. What looking, year are we talking here, Pat? Two thousand three? Maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. My,
1: three makes sense, actually.
3: Yeah. My last year at uh, at the Louisville Courier Journal. So you know the the watch is on for sure. Nobody's saying anything. We <clears throat> Auburn hadn't even played the Iron Bowl though, so everybody's thinking this is a week away from happening. So I'm reading an Auburn message board though, just looking just in case, you know, there's stuff out there and somebody threw out a very specific deal. It was like, I, you know, I heard Bobby Louder's plane went into this place in Southern Indiana. It's like, there is a private airport over there. And he's saying Southern Indiana. Okay. I'm going to check it out. And so I went to the airport, you know, did you have a this plane from this bank, you know, that's registered to this guy, or whatever, come in there? was like, matter of fact, we did. Really? Okay. Can you tell me more? And they, you know, they showed me the, the deal. Can I get a print out of it? They gave it to me. And so then we were trying to track down who was on the plane. Everybody starts denying it, okay? Like, everybody at Auburn, like, no, 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 that, that, that didn't happen. We, no, no. Go to Petrino. Go to Petrino's office, and we're like, you know, we know that they were here. Uh, we need to ask Bobby about it. SID goes in the office, comes back out and says, and I showed him the, the, manu- the manifest, the flight manifest. Comes back out and says, <clears throat> can I take that into show Bobby? He's like, not unless I go with it. So, okay, goes back, Scores back in the office, comes back out. Bobby said it didn't happen. Really? Okay, so we've got denials on both sides of something we know happened, but we need a little more confirmation. So finally, I, we bluffed it basically with Auburn. We're like, "We're going with this." I want to say within 20 minutes, people started resigning. <laughs> yeah, and and so we wrote the story obviously right then and there, and uh, and then yeah, and then it was Bobby Bobby coming out saying, "I'm a young coach. I made a mistake. I didn't really know how these things work. I shouldn't have met with them." And I'm oh, I'm that was the other thing. I'm calling Tommy Tuberville, who's in a deer stand, uh, somewhere, and oh. uh, he's, he's hunting. Uh, this okay this was after the iron bowl we found out about it a week later i guess i should say that they met before the iron bowl we didn't find out until after the iron bowl and uh and then pieced it all together staking out and, yeah. the
2: airport not bad
3: yeah, yeah you yeah. never know where this job will take you president resigned ad resigned and they made bobby louder kind of go away tommy tuberville's
2: running for senate so <laughs> yeah right kept his god job. bless america yeah <laughs> All right, the other big game this weekend is Minnesota-Penn State. Both undefeated. Huge moment for Minnesota football, which claims it won three national titles in the 30s and hasn't done a whole lot since. Row the boat. (laughs) P.J. Fleck. I'm glad Minnesota's having a a minute. I love their football stadium. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah, why not? Should be rowdy. High of 36. Chance of snow. There we go. Exactly how it should be. I covered the Vikings Seahawks playoff game at at University of Minnesota Stadium when they were building. Yeah, when they were outdoors. Yeah, yeah, six below. Six (laughs) below. The great Vikings code came out. Bud Grant came out in a short sleeve shirt for the (laughs) coin. I love that. That was the
3: greatest.
2: Yep. He had a purple short sleeve. He had to do it.
0: Yeah. He wouldn't have missed that kick.
2: (laughs) Missed the kick. It was bad. It was so cold. I was trying to get an Uber and I was hiding in the stadium because it was like, and you're watching, you go, I got to go out to the corner because, and then you're watching that little car go around. I'm just like, oh my God, I may die out here waiting for this Uber. Come on, man. A few years ago, the U was hosting uh, Ohio State in the snow and the guy in charge of the headset and uh, sideline phones was caught on TV eating an ice cream. Remember that? It was snowing he ate a dilly that. bar they named him yeah. dilly bar dan he's a legend up there this is what they that have that was a one of like legends. the first
3: great twitter video moments i can yeah. remember was that dude Dude's yeah.
2: eating ice cream in the snow this is what passes for a legend football legend <laughs> in minnesota <laughs> yeah. so is this enough can the cold can the can the grit of the minnesotans can it happen no, excited for this game? What? No,
3: what no, no, no. I mean, look, Boo. it's awesome what PJ Flex doing, and it's great to have Minnesota. You know, it's just new new blood is always good, right? Yeah. So it's always fun to see it happen. There ain't no the best team they have beaten is Nebraska, and Nebraska stinks. <laughs> I mean, their record their record is built on nothing. Nebraska's number sixty in the Sagarin ratings. Fresno State's the next best team they played. They're 69. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible schedule so far. And reality's going to come down to bite them. Penn State's pretty good. Penn State, and the one thing about Penn State, this is a really good defensive team. So cold, snow, eh, they'll be fine. Nittany Lions
1: win by double digits. I think Penn State's going to win. I don't know what to expect from Minnesota because the, the body of work is so... I would actually think their win at Fresno is better than the Nebraska win, Pat.
3: It might be. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was going by the Sagarin ratings. Okay, so. no, that's
2: fair. Totally fair. It's a riveting debate. What's that? Yes. No. <laughs> Let me tell
3: you.
1: They ain't played nobody, Paul, in the story. <laughs> I'll say this about Minnesota. They did kick the tar out of Wisconsin at the end of last year. Now, it was one of the worst Wisconsin teams ever, but I believe it was in Madison. So to go in there with with essentially the same team and do that is is probably more impressive than anything they've done this year. But – they are on a roll, and they have kept winning, and I do think, like, I find it fascinating that there's so much skepticism around P.J. Fleck at this point. So he had Western Michigan, which had zero football history 13-0 four years ago. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win the Big Ten next year or anything like that, but the core of this team comes back, and you would have to think at this point, again, they could finish 8-4, and four, who knows, but, like, you would have to think at this point they he has them positioned to be the Big Ten West favorite next year unless everybody gets all like high on Scott Frost again in the summer and and, and votes votes Nebraska or you know and, and we'll hey, see what happens in that Wisconsin game that will ultimately determine it but I I just think it's one impressive. of us picked
3: Minnesota to win the Big Ten West this year oh so look at it's the that. only thing I've
1: done right all season <laughs> congratulations congratulations that's a no, bold. They, they still might not. A bold and uh, a bold and good pick, which, by the way, I'm sure those first three games when they were like sweating out, Gabe, you were like cursing them in the way only Pat 40 can like be mad at a team that he's picked to do the opposite of what they're performing. It's one of my favorite <laughs> Pat 40 principles of all time. time. Like there is no anger. Like Pat can go like play by play of bad play calling of specific obscure bowl games from like seven years ago if the coach wronged the genius of his pick. It's one of my favorite things <laughs> about Pat. So it's a bitter anyway, man. bitter man. Yes. Log are Like, remember that Northwestern Kentucky game, Pat, that bowl game? You're still mad at Fitzgerald, aren't you? It's
3: ridiculous. Ridiculous. (laughs) Terrible decisions (laughs) that he tried to
1: defend based on analytics. There was also like a really random like Nevada somebody bowl game that Pat was still like pissed off oh, about three yeah. years later. We're in a press box everywhere. He's like, yeah, he blew the Camellia Bowl and that. Oh, yeah, night. yeah, no, yeah. Georgia Southern
3: against whoever last year. No, that was, yeah. that was Indefensible defense on
2: like third, fourth and 13 or something. Just stupid. He doesn't even gamble. He has bad beats and he doesn't gamble. Yeah, This is the guy with the worst picks going and he's blaming the
1: coaches. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Pat, do you, will you concede your loss to Dan in the case race and bring him a case of beer for the tailgate?
3: No. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Come on, man. Are you mathematically eliminated We got, we got a month winning? to go. We I got, got room for 223 cans. I got plenty of room. <laughs> He doesn't mean you, 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 you provide your own beer for your oh, tailgate. Man. We'll see if there's any for you later this year. We'll see.
1: Mm. Can you, can you like cut a slice of it and just, Dan, can you give me a deal? And say if he brings a 12 pack, you don't own the no. case at the end of the <laughs> uh, year. Like, like, yeah. out? I like, yeah, could I I
3: middle it basically. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, let me
2: put it this way. I will allow either of you guys to drink as much as you want in my tent without revealing it on the pod. <laughs> Anonymous source. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Uh, deep, deep Gator. Gonna we're gonna be deep, the deep Gator. gator you guys
2: could be the deep Tuscaloosa. If you guys are yeah. drunk deep. at the game, I won't say a word. Deep, deep column. Yeah. There may be there may be cocktails getting done. We'll see. <laughs> all right. So where were you, Pete? You were. I think you're praising PJ Fleck. I think nobody trusts yeah. PJ Fleck because those those lines. He's just so hokey. Right. It's Just so overwhelming. He just exhausts you. But it works. This is the oh thing. My these kids love the these kids stupid, love it. So that's all that matters. Like yes. I can't listen to the guy. I respect yeah. the heck out of him, but it's like, okay, just turn yeah. it
1: off, dude. I spent three days there in <laughs> Kalamazoo going into the opener a few years back when I was working at Pat's Big City New York Magazine for a story. I had met PJ Fleck, and I got to know him a little bit, but I was like, still like a little bit skeptical. I was like, okay, like we'll see. you know. Spend three days around a guy, get to know him a little bit, and th- they gave me all access. They're playing Michigan State on a Friday, I believe, to open the year. So this would have been... I think, 14. And so I'm in, like, the team meeting, like, the first day, the first day I'm there, 8 a.m., and it felt like, like a religious revival. These kids were, like, locked in, you know. How are you guys doing today? Elite coach! Like, 120 yeah. guys, like, <laughs> screaming it all at the same time. And I'm in the right. back, like, hmm. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> and again, that was like the game, you know, the biggest game in the history of the school and all that stuff. So, of course, they're going to be jacked up. But that was when I kind of be- became a PJ Fleck believer. You can't fake belief in your coach. The level of engagement and how much they believed was just like, to me, overwhelming. You know, I've sat in plenty of team meetings doing access stories over the years, and there's like dudes like this, like, uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, let's go. These guys were like chanting and screaming and locked in. And he's had the same effect in uh in in, in Minnesota. And I mean, the secret to PJ Fleck, people hype on like the, you know, the the row of the boat and like the jargon and everything like that. PJ Fleck recruits. Like yeah, he has the coordinators deal. who run each side of the ball and he dives all his energy into recruiting. And they're recruiting yeah. good players. And if yeah. you're gonna win, you need really good players. Like if you look at those Western teams, like Corey Davis was a top 10 NFL draft pick. Number like they five. had, yeah, mm. they had elite, elite players for yeah. that pun intended for that level. So they beat everybody. He's been a good game coach. He's won a ton of close games, but I really think like, it's not like some magical secret. It's not like he opened up a fortune cookie and there was like something like he goes and gets great talent and does a really good job developing great talent. He is an awesome strength coach. Who's kind of been at, at his hip the whole time. And, uh, they're, They're good. You can doubt them. The schedule. They've trucked these teams. Yeah. No, they're playing better and better.
2: Yeah. As the season's gone along. 34-7 over Nebraska. 42-7 Rutgers. I know 52-10 over. I know they're bad, but this is what good teams do to bad teams. Now, he's going to get a contract extension. New contract, supposedly, this week. We'll say to keep him off the market. Good time to sign it if I'm P.J. Fleck. Take your raise because you got Penn State. Then you're at Iowa. And you got Wisconsin at the end. So. You could lose three of the last four, too. I He's hokey, but it works, so. That's the thing. What he's
3: selling may not appeal to guys in their 40s and 50s like us, but to guys 18 to 22, they're buying.
2: Yeah, and a lot of it is stuff that you would be fine if your son or your player, if you're a coach, yeah. went and believed in. Sure. sure. You know, discipline or self-empowerment, being part of something bigger. Like, you're like, okay, good. These are all good values. Let's. This guy I couldn't listen to all the time, but I, he doesn't need me playing. We're not going to do no. very well. So good on him. All right. It's uh, it's race for the case time. All right. We have a new bet we want to add to the race for the case. Okay. Now, obviously, whoever wins the race for the case, the other two guys have to send them a case of beer.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. So right now, Pete is winning. Let me call up the uh, the
1: records here. Uh, do we have to dwell on the record? Let's I mean? see what the <laughs> record is. Pete. Who'd you say was winning it? Cut out. I didn't uh, know. Yeah,
2: somebody. Uh, 35, <laughs> 24, and 1. I am 30 and 30. That's just that's really indicative of my mediocre life. 30 and 30. Or this could, you could make a 30 for 30 when I storm back to win. This could be an ESPN drama. What if I told you? The guy got two (laughs) cases of Bush Light because of his tremendous picks in November. Pat Forty, 20, 39, and 1. He is 19 games below 500, which means his alter ego, Tap, is 19 games above 500. If you bet the opposite of every time Pat made a recommendation and you bet the opposite, you would be 19 games up and rolling in it. Still disputing the SMU-Memphis result.
1: I would like to know if any of our listeners a have have started and adopted the tap theory, and, and b this is completely selfish and Pack can, uh, can mock me for being self promotional, but I've gotten every lock of the week right except for one which pushed. And if anyone has rode those locks of the week, I would just be like giddy to hear what vacation you're on. You're yeah. going on this winter. I I, this- I can't
0: believe it took this long to bring that up this week. I have a buddy that's riding tap right now. He has been for a couple weeks, and he's and he's doing pretty well. So,
2: oh, well, of course, tap went mm-hmm. four and two last week. Pat went yeah. two and four. So, Pat went three and three. I got screwed.
0: I'm, I, I'm yeah, yeah. protesting Listen, SMU. Memphis. Have
2: you watched any NFL? You can you can throw the little red challenge flag. It will be denied. Okay, <laughs> the, no no video. the uh, The review play in the field stands. You
1: lost. See, since you're not in charge here. I might what? be. Wait a minute. <laughs> you don't know. I'm not. <laughs> one of my favorite stories about Pat is I was at the Kentucky Derby one year and it was like Thursday and we got totally hosed on this pick five bet because of like a confluence events that I won't bother explaining. So anyway, Pat's like in his office writing a story and calls me enraged. And he's like, you have to go protest that race. And I'm like standing in the middle of like the, the beer line at Churchill Downs being like, Pat, like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, no, you got to go protest. I'm like, what about, what, is there a window where I can file a protest? Like, and he was like, the funniest part, like, he was he insisted insistent about it. Like, like getting mad at me for my inaction to go protest right. the horse race. Man, there Churchill were thousands Downs. of dollars
3: on the line. We were going to crush that
1: thing. Yes, yes. What was the scenario, Pat?
3: Remind me. I don't, like, I I think it was a gate disqualification or something <laughs> like the horse, you know, acted up
1: in the gate, you know, the one of the ones that we needed to win. I don't know. I don't no, know. It, it actually I I remember the 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 vagaries of this. It was we had a horse in a in a complicated pick 5 scratch. And so that meant we got the money line favorite in That's the next right. race. But yeah, there was yeah. a gate delay. Yeah. And that changed yeah. the favorite because the favorite goes on betting line. So we had the one we wanted and we were psyched. Yeah. And then I remember our friend uh, Chris Wojcik bouncing up and down and screaming, Run the race! Run the race! The odds are going to change. <laughs> so then Pat starts wearing me out to go protest. I, I did not approach any Churchill Downs officials to protest the race. Wrote it's a, a stern, bad
2: sternly worded letter, I'm sure. Later. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I think what the bet we proposed was if Tap wins the race for the case, Pat's alter ego, who is currently four <laughs> games ahead of Pete, if Tap wins, Pat Forty has to tape one of these podcasts while drinking Bush Light in his garage. Is that accurate?
0: <laughs> and not That's any correct. Bush Light, the Bush no. Light that Pete gave him last year.
3: Yeah. The Bush Light that has been. Um aging as you in the in the vegetable crisper uh in the downstairs fridge in the basement oh so
2: basement you're not in the garage
3: not garage no no but i'll do
2: it i'll do it that's fine (laughs) so here's the problem for pat the only way to so you need to make (laughs) bad picks for tap I, I need to bet,
3: how, I, no. I just need to play safe, which I have not done. Sportingly, I've been trying to come back instead but, of just you know trying to. But if you play safe, Pat Tap is going to win. You're you're screwed by agreeing to this bet. No, no. If I play safe and I if I go four and two, Tap goes
2: two and four. What? Tap comes back to the pack a little. I don't know what happens. <laughs> do I can can I get in on this? Where I get to drink push light during the show? I mean, no, absolutely,
1: Dan. No, yeah, anytime. How do you yeah. know I'm not the guy? <laughs> yeah,
2: the second place guy gets nothing.
1: Okay. All right. Anyway, I like Pat Pat saying like, oh, I'll just go four and two now. Like, it's been <laughs> so easy. You know, no, it's I, like a, I've been it's like a big thing taking big
3: swings for like three weeks here. It's like a nice easy three wood
1: down the fairway. Oh, I'll just go four and two this week. That's uh, right. No problem. Sucks to suck, Pat. Sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get I'm to I'm going to just
3: mention that. I'm going to drop this in real quick before we go to the okay. picture. All right. Dan, have you seen Lamar Jackson play football this this year? I have. How's he doing?
2: He's doing fairly well. Yeah, pretty
3: good, huh? Yeah, yeah, yes. There's there's one guy in this podcast who said he could never play quarterback in the NFL and should be a receiver. So for the
1: guy who's really proud of all of his lock of the weeks, you
3: know, I was that dead, I was
1: dead wrong on Lamar. I don't know okay. if I was. He should play receiver, but I definitely quoted NFL oh. scouts saying that. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I will not. I will not back off that when. When they start doing like the Lamar Jackson thirty for thirty with skeptics, like my copy will be like yeah, uh, yeah, right. Prominent. Yeah, you were, and, and you were
3: firmly espousing that belief yourself. That it wasn't just the NFL scouts. It was you. He,
1: he you can't get more accurate. You, he can't play at the NFL. He's not accurate enough. I I, I believe that generally about accuracy, and uh, he has he has proven that wrong. My my biggest knock on him was his frame. I just thought he he has like little ballerina legs. I just thought he was too skinny to hold up to the pounding of the NFL. And I was—I've been proven wrong. I—I hey, well, so, so I, I may be dominating the race for the case, but I will not sit here and say like all of my football predictions are correct. I—I I would certainly—I would certainly not do that. Is
2: there okay. anything in America we spend more money on that we're worse at than identifying quarterbacks? It's a great no.
1: point. Dan. Yeah. I, I mean, no.
2: the entire consensus of the NFL was that Josh Rosen was a better quarterback prospect than yeah. Lamar Jackson.
3: I, and, and, and Mitchell and no, Trubisky was better than Patrick Mahomes yeah. and better than Deshaun Watson.
2: Right,
1: yeah. right. I don't think, I just think that was some idiot in Chicago who believed that. Like, yeah, I barely I mean, heard of Mitchell Trubisky when he was in college. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, I, I, when that happened, I was like, there's no way that works. Yeah. That was a, he was a classic underwear Olympics riser with just no resume and no chance. And the fact that he stinks is not surprising. That was why Watson had the great line, like, they're going to regret this. Like, dude, I'm yes? running
2: this league. For three years. Who? Like, who? He's like, what? Someone. Somewhat- yeah. Who's that guy? He stinks.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. No, Deshaun Watson called his shot on draft yeah. night. It's
2: like, you'll regret he, that I, one. And
1: I give, him a, I give him a ton of credit. He did. Yeah. Who would have thought Deshaun Watson would be good in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, he only beat Alabama <laughs> in a the- title game, forced, like, an epic comeback in another, and lost, like, three games total in college? Yeah. He was a complete baller. In that game,
2: they lost to Alabama, and I can't remember the actual. I'm just popping in my mind. He threw one to the corner of the end zone, beautiful arcing pass right on the money. And then he did like the, you know, his bow and arrow thing. And they were going to lose that game. That Alabama team is so good. And I just remember like, holy cow, is that a throw? Like that is Aaron Rodgers dropping that thing into a bucket. And like this kid still got another year of college to go. And then people like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's so, so bad. All right, let's get these picks going. This podcast may last all the way. We got to get in line to get into the Bama game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up. Get in line on Wednesday afternoon. Listen
2: to this podcast while you're in line for the Bama game because it'll take at least this long to get through security. Penn State at Minnesota noon on ABC. Pat 40, tap 40. What do you got?
3: Yeah, Penn State by 10 27 17 again very the the number one rush defense in the big 10 even better than ohio states and minnesota it's bread and butter has been running the ball they've got two good receivers as well but if they can't run puts too much pressure on tanner morgan penn state's gonna win pretty easily
1: i agree pat tanner morgan is a good quarterback but he's more of a game manager than a guy who can like Beat you with his arm, and so I, I think Penn State wins by uh, wins by two touchdowns. I hope any of our listeners in the Twin Cities bring a flask to the game because if you're there at 11 a.m. and it's that cold, whew, no thanks. They will be eating ice cream. They
2: do not. Yes, this is not true. cold for Minnesota for yeah. them. Yeah, for them, oh, no problem. Ball me. Bon short bon sleeves, baby. Bud yeah. Grant, <laughs> not going to be enough. Penn State uh, wins that that one. All right, Kansas State at Texas. Ooh. Texas is giving six and a half. Mm. Texas is the big favorite against Kansas State.
1: 330 on ESPN. Pete. I'm taking Kansas State. Texas can't stop anybody. And Kansas State is playing really well. It's the type of like hard hitting, mauling team. If they can slow down Oklahoma, they can slow down Texas. I, Texas is getting some players back in the secondary, which should make their pass defense go from. Awful to acceptable, but if anything, K going can keep this game close. I'll take those six and a half in Austin all day.
3: They're on it. See, you're 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 getting me counter programming my own counter. You got a bet now. for two
2: guys at once. It's it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you bought you bought into the sucker bet. How do you do
3: this? <laughs> I I've taken K State and the points. Everything Pete said is true. Really impressed. Chris Klein has done a fantastic job. They really they kind of turned the corner. He had a big fourth and one call. Like two games ago, I can't remember even who it was against. They won the game. They, you know, carried this momentum into Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. They held on, but they were beating the crap out of Oklahoma for a while. So I'm going to say they keep going.
2: And yeah, the Texas defense very vulnerable. All right, let K-State me take covers. Anytime Vegas does these things and you go, what? That, that, that's all wrong. Do they have it on the wrong side of the at? The men in the, in the desert, the boys in the desert. They tend to know what they're doing. This is a sucker bet. It's a trap. I'm going, okay, cool. Hook them. Horns. I don't know. I wouldn't, I would not have thought this, but I'm, I'm trusting the, the odds makers. They're trying to draw you in. You're all falling for it. It's going to be me and Tap celebrating. Iowa <laughs> at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's giving nine and a half. Ooh. Here we go. Ooh. Middle America at its finest right here. 4 p.m. E.T. on Fox. Pat. I'm not sure the
3: winner's going to score nine and a half. I mean, that's two defensive teams just kind of pounding each other in the face. I take Wisconsin to win. I don't know if they can cover. Uh, I, I
1: nine and a half. Give me give me Iowa and the points. I'm taking Wisconsin. They set these lines for you know t- to make you conflicted, and I am uh, I am conflicted. I'm trying to see what Iowa has done against reasonable defenses. Twelve against Penn State, three against Michigan. Seventeen against Iowa State. I, I think Jonathan Taylor's gonna figure out a way to score. So I think the uh, I think the Badgers can win by two touchdowns.
2: I'm sticking with Wisconsin too. I think they're they're I don't know how good Iowa is. I think they're just like a tough game, but I don't think they I don't know. That is a tricky line, but I'll take Wisconsin.
1: All right, Iowa Need State. Dan at- and Tap rolling.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, we're we are we with tap. <laughs> Iowa State <laughs> at Oklahoma.
1: Sooners are given two touchdowns. I'm going to take Iowa State. They've played Oklahoma very tough under Matt Campbell, and Iowa State has hit a groove in the middle part of this Big Big 12 season. 14 is a lot of points. I believe they won the last time they went and played there. So Iowa State does not have the same personnel that it's had last year, but I feel like it's adjusted and gotten better and should figure out a way to slow down Jalen Hurts. All of that makes sense, but I'm going to say that
3: Oklahoma regroups is angry highly motivated at home and doesn't make the forehead slapping mistakes they made against K state. They're super explosive. We saw it in the comeback there. So I'm going to say they win and cover the 14. Although I really, I like all of Pete's reasoning. This is just, this is a, a counter pick to be, keep the rally going.
2: I like that. I like
3: sooner. <laughs> Wait, top.
1: Did the rally start? Wait, yes. The... Yes. The it started about three picks what? ago. <laughs> what a rally. Uh, <laughs> We need a homer hanky for Pat rally towel <laughs> here, here. I have paper towels. <laughs> this is for you, Pat, <laughs> the, the bounty towel. <laughs> He's
2: two, two plays away from making this a one score game. <laughs> I hate to agree with them, but I'm taking the Sooners too good of an offense. I'll take Oklahoma in that one. All right. I'm going sh- to shake this up. I'm going to do LSU Bama after lock of the week. Cause LSU Bama is the big game. So we right, got to do that right. last lock yep. of the week. I am I get to start lock of the week because I never get to go first. I'm taking BC giving two over FSU. Mm-hmm. FSU is going to be a train wreck this week. Bob Stoops will not be on the sideline. Neither will Willie Taggart. <laughs> A.J. Dillon will run. It's going to be cold in Boston. Yeah. BC is only giving two points. I'll take the Eagles for the win. Ah, uh, okay. I am going to,
3: you know what? I'm going to keep going against Northwestern and going with Purdue because Northwestern is just the worst offensive team in history, almost the worst among the worst passing teams in history. Northwestern is giving one to Purdue at noon. What a a game. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Purdue, they may well, they'll probably be playing their third string quarterback to start. I don't care if they get a field goal, they may win. It might be three, nothing, but uh, I'm taking the Boilermakers to
1: cover. I I had a game picked and then I, oh, I'm going to take Clemson minus 32 at NC State. NC State is awful. They are just god-awful. And Clemson is in showboat time, man. These rankings are going to come out. I think the Tigers are going to be a little bit disappointed where they are. And, uh, yeah, I think Clemson has found a groove a little bit. They're winning by an average of more than 30 points a game. And NC State just got the doors blown off them by Wake Forest. And NC State's offense is one of the most unwatchable in America – so I think Clemson goes down there, half the stadium will be filled with Clemson fans at Carter Finley, and I think uh, Trevor and the boys win by thirty-five. All right, LSU at Bama.
2: Alabama is giving six, three thirty Eastern time on CBS. Got to be watching. Pat, we'll give you the first crack at this one. Woo!
3: um I think Alabama's going to win. I'm just trying to decide that the six means you should probably just lay the points. Could be a field goal game. I picked a, a field goal game in the dash, but uh, I'll take Alabama and I will lay the
1: six. Give me the Tide. The dash picks don't count anymore, Pat, because they don't. There's no. There's no corporate synergy there. So <laughs> I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Tide as well. I think the Tide wins by ten. I think it's a high scoring game. I think like 6 is a more relevant number when you're talking about like the old era where it's like 14 10 and Brad Wing's the best player on the field and whatever. I think Brad it's going to be Wing. I mean he was In that 11 game Brad Wing was the I, best player I know. on the field. I know. Wing was pretty good, man. Dominant punting performances that I that I've ever uh, that I've ever seen. The other good punter was Michael Dixon at Texas. Remember him and Tom Herman's first year? That guy was like that. That Texas team stunk, and that guy was like their best player. So I cheer for the punter. It's I love the random dominant punter. Yeah, I'm not in favor of punting. I'm especially not in favor of like Mario Crystal Ball punting, like from your own thirty or from the opponent's thirty-three. But like, I I do like a good dominant punter. Uh, That said, (laughs) I kind of gave my like spiel earlier in the podcast on why I think Bama, Chua, with the amount of time he's going to get, will be able to pick them apart. And look, it's an eight-game losing streak, man, and. Look, I, I've been as wrong about Ed Orgeron as I have been about Lamar Jackson, like in the in the depths of being wrong about people, coaches, players, projections, whatever. That said, man, who do you trust on the sideline? The, the GOAT or Ed O?
2: If you're looking for some entertainment, you're really bored. Listen, look up sometime Bill Belichick talking about Thomas Morstead, who's the punter for the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Played at SMU. But like whenever the Saints are playing the Patriots, Belichick will open his remarks and then he'll go on like a 500 words about how good Thomas Morstead is. He's like, That's a really good punt. You know, like it, he loves them so much for all the little things that Thomas it's crazy. And you read, you're like, yeah. I didn't even know punters did this much. Right. Like you know, he loves Thomas Morstead. Like maybe it is great-
3: funny. I mean, certain coaches obviously get into that, but I, I do <laughs> the one thing that, that Jim Trestle said one time it was it was a good line. He said, no play covers more yardage, usually with less return. It is the biggest change of field position <laughs> of any play. So that's why he was into
2: punting. One time, the rest uh, of us are. Uh, they were at the, one of their title game appearances, and they had four guys on the stands. And then all they they were trying to hide, like, uh, Terrell Pryor and those guys and yeah. having to talk right. to the me. They brought out the punter. I was like, <laughs> it's the most Ohio State Jim Trestle thing ever. You got any questions for the punter? <laughs> and right. I was trying oh, to get yeah. the punter to trash talk because essentially the punter... Is the one guy on the field really who could just be like, Yeah, I'm better than the other. You're never going to play against each other. And he wouldn't do it. He's just like, oh, I'm just playing as a team game. It's like, it's not
1: for you. It's not a team game. I get the Patriot transcripts from having yeah. gone down to Foxborough a handful of times a year. And Johnny Hecker, I believe, is the Rams punter. Yeah, he likes, yeah. He's the new, he's the new Thomas Morstead, like that. Belichick's man crush has shifted. His punter, well, man no, crush.
2: He's, they, don't play, they haven't played Morstead. He loves them both, but yeah, okay. he loves a punter,
1: yeah. a good punter, yes, yeah, especially I, left-footed punters. They don't have one this year, but they've had a left-footed mm. punter. Up. Yeah,
2: Belichick be like, yeah. yeah, they got they got Drew Opposite Brees.
1: Spin on the ball, yeah. like
2: they got Drew Brees. He's been doing a long time, good player. They got this punter, Thomas Morstead. What up, <laughs> you know? And then just goes, and you're like, holy crap, what is he talking about? Anyway, I got to pick this game, and I'm taking LSU. Whoa. Oh, uh-huh. Whoa! best team you think in the country. Went you, you're going to gonna get run out of the upset. quad, baby. Gonna upset the it. That's all right. Bring your, bring your beef over to me. You're going to walk up and just point at this guy. Picked LSU, right? Picking LSU. Let's go,
0: Coach o. We know what you're eating at the tailgate. You're going to be bringing out boudin and, and, and crawfish and all sorts of their Cajun food.
2: Any LSU fan happy with me wants to bring over some jambalaya. I will <laughs> consume it. Let's go. <laughs> LSU. Wow. Yeah. They're going to take it. That's my pick. All right. That's it. All right. Well, I'll be together. If you can find us all on the on the quad, I don't know how this works, but I'm a tailgate guy.
3: Yeah. And it should uh, will uh... be there.
2: Stop by. Can't have any of our beers because we only have 223 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say hello briefly and then we're moving on. <laughs> Trump, you're welcome to come if you're listening. Of course you're listening. What else is he doing?
3: That's Weird. very magnanimous of you. You're welcome to come over briefly and then
1: move on.
2: Yeah, move on. Don't stay. Yeah. <laughs> no All southern right.
1: hospitality at that six hundred forty-two dollar. I'm not southern. Uh, I'm not southern.
2: Paid six hundred thirty for this thing, not to have just random people come in. To I hope you tent. have the
1: saddest little tent, and we can oh, just rip so on your six hundred dollars. Beautiful, tent.
2: beautiful looking tent. The <laughs> best tent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna channel Trump. This is the finest That's tent I ever say. created. You sound just like. I'm make it. Mexico pay for the tent. <laughs>
3: oh my god
2: impenetrable tent (laughs) I can hide in my tent none of you people I'm going to
1: lock you two out of it can can we get there in the morning build the tent build the tent Uh, alright I'm not going
2: to be here Sunday because I should be hungover yeah uh, or something. I don't know. I just don't want to Pat do it. I'm not squeezed working. I in a
1: hotel room somewhere in the periphery of Birmingham. Yeah. I'm tired and probably pissed off. And then when I make fun of Pat's picks at person, it'll get a little extra <laughs> Yeah, water.
2: it'll be. It'll be. <laughs> ugly. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I don't want
1: to work on Sunday, so I'm not.
2: So uh, you guys have fun with that. We'll talk next week. But uh, Monday, the overreaction, big time breakdown of the game will happen. And we'll be basking in my 6-0 picks. See what happens at the tap. Talk to you all next week.